This film has been modified from its original version. It has been formatted to fit this screen. Welcome to Syndicated Cinephiles. Hello and welcome to Syndicated Cinephiles, the podcast where we talk about movies you've seen a million times because they were on TV when you were a kid. I'm your host, Madeline Cook, and today... I have my good friend, Colton Butcher. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is weird. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, this is one of only two that I've done in person. All the other ones have been over oh, Zoom. Nice. So okay. yeah, it's weird being in the same room as somebody. Yeah. It's odd, it's <laughs> yes. odd. Um, well, should we get right to it? Do you want to introduce the, the film that you chose? Imagine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've Do already, your intro. I've already derailed this. This is great. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm to start sorry, now. but you're, you're giving Sophia and Golden Girls, and she's like, picture it. Sicily, <laughs> 1927. That's you. Picture it. Ancient <clears throat> Rome. <laughs> Ancient Rome. Robin Hood himself. Well, he's not Robin Hood yet. He'll go on to be Robin Hood. Um, the movie I have chosen is the inimitable Gladiator. 2000. 2000. Directed by Ridley Scott. Mr. Scott. My favorite director. I, I know you love him so much. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. You can't get enough. Yes. <laughs> you can't get enough. Uh, so, right off the bat, mm-hmm. what's this was your TV movie. It sure was. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Um, I don't remember exactly. I can't tell you an exact memory. I do know I was at, I was like 10 or 11. This was a few years after it came out. I remember my uncle having it on DVD and I really liked the cover. It just looked cool. That's in it. It's the gold. It's the normal gold cover. It's so dusty. It's bland. (laughs) Why did I like it as a kid? Don't know. I really don't know. But I thought it was so cool looking. Uh And then I remember the first time, the earliest memory of seeing it on TV um, is when he's been, he saw his kid and his wife. Spoiler, do we do, spo- do you do spoilers on here? How um, do you handle that? Not, I mean, yeah, we do spoilers and stuff. Okay. So it's fine. Yeah, we also, I guess, you know, jumping the gun, like maybe give a brief synopsis for people who haven't seen the movie, I oh, guess. Oh, oh. Um, if you're going to get into the movie. Sure. Uh, it's a revenge movie set in ancient Rome. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> amazing. Um, of a commander of the army who just wants to be a farmer. That guy just wants to grow some crops. That's it. Sow some seed. Uh-huh. That's all he wants to do. Yep. But uh, is caught up in the plot machinations of the Caesars of Rome. Mm-hmm. Now, this is technically based on true historical events. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fictionalization in it, but a lot of the core elements are actual true events. Like Commodus was a real person. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Joaquin Phoenix's mm-hmm. character, real actual person, and also like responsible for the fall of Rome. Like a lot of people put it on him for like this is where it starts. Yeah, this is where it starts, and Rome collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie is a revenge movie of Russell Crowe versus Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. taking place in the gladiatorial arena mm-hmm. of Rome, and yep. and some smaller ones too. Yes. Um, so anyway, back to my first memory. Uh, I remember. It's the sequence after he visits his wife and kid after he finds their 
body, their burnt bodies yes. hanging and crucified. They've been crucified mm-hmm. too. Um, and so it's when he's kind of floating across the desert and mm-hmm. it's really trippy. Mm-hmm. That's the first memory I have of this movie. And that's the first time I remember seeing it on TV coming into and that And you were 10 scene. or 11? I was 10 or 11. And two things. I had no idea what was going on, but I loved it because mm-hmm. it was so weird. Yeah. And number two, I was obsessed at the time with Rome and Greek, Greek, Greece. Okay. Wanted to be an archaeologist for a long time. Like I had an archaeology magazine subscription. Mm-hmm. That was what I wanted to do. So the fact that it was also in Rome was pretty freaking cool, honestly. Yes. Um, so that's my first memory of him going across the desert and immediately going into the gladiator arena. Yes. That's my first memory. He like gets hurt somehow. He does. No, it, he's already been stabbed at that point. He has. So uh, at that point when he makes his escape after being arrested, which you so rudely turned off right before we started recording. <laughs> Listeners, when Colton arrived, Gladiator was indeed playing on Pluto TV. What a mitzvah. It was amazing. And I was like, wait, I want to watch. And as I was saying the words, wait, I want to watch, you just turned it, it off. I was like, sorry. And instead of like apologizing and turning it back on, you just left it off. Spoiler alert for this entire episode. I only care about the scenes with Joaquin Phoenix. That's a tragedy. <laughs> That's a tragedy. I, I changed the channel when he's not oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> you just look at your phone until he's like, oh, it's Joaquin. He's back. Wow. Where's Joaquin? <laughs> My baby. Yeah, where is he? Um, <laughs> so, yes, he's been injured when he is arrested because Joaquin basically pins the death of the former ruler on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and So he's arrested and he's going to be killed and he escapes in his escape. One of the soldiers that he kills cuts him in the arm. Very, yes. Very deeply. Don't have medicaments at all. That's a real word. That's a real word. Medicaments? Medicaments. Yes. A real word. What does it mean? Medicine. <laughs> why Why not just say medicine? I don't know. Well, me or you specifically? Uh, me? Okay. Correct. <laughs> So they don't have medicaments at all, mm-hmm. uh, so it's getting infected. And so that's the memory of, of uh, Jimin Hansu chewing on gum, whatever he's chewing on, and shoving it into the wound yes. with the maggots all over. Yes. Yeah. So somebody basically finds him passed out, rescues him, sells him to be a slave and gladiator. From then on in the movie, he rises through the ranks of the gladiators, becomes master gladiator, has a confrontation with Commodus Joaquin Phoenix, who is tried to have him killed and stuff, and chaos ensues. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you don't love that. That's amazing. <laughs> you you know me. You know does sword and I sandal. Know, I know. But it's like the best sword and sandal. I guess if you don't like this, you just don't like sword and sandal. What it is for me, mm-hmm. I would say that I maybe don't like any sword and sandal that I've ever seen, like sincerely. Oh. And the only ones that I like are the old fucking Cecil B. DeMille because everyone has transatlantic accents and is very like camp. And, and they're has, like in the Middle yeah, East. And, and they the... have girlies with like totally the whitest people you've ever seen with like done up hair and like blue eyeshadow uh-huh. being like, Moses. <laughs> Moses, get me a goblet of wine. Go ahead and pop the Red Sea again. Go, go. <laughs> That's the only sword and sandal shit that I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I love it. <sighs> that disappoints me. I, it makes it makes sense knowing you, but it does disappoint me. <laughs> I also, for the longest time, not to offend, you know, I hadn't, I didn't see this movie until a year ago for the first until time. Until after but, we met. Yes. And I talked about 
how much I loved it. Was it me that influenced you to watch it? It was you and my brother-in-law. Okay, okay. My brother-in-law also loves this Shout movie. out to the brother-in-law. I love you. <laughs> Shout out to you, Akim. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not going to listen to this podcast. Um, but I, and I sometimes get my head bitten off for this, mm-hmm. as an outsider to this genre, mm-hmm. I thought that Gladiator and like 300 were the same movie. Like the same exact movie. What, wait, huh? 300? Yeah. That's also like, you know. It's Greek though. Do I look like. <laughs> you should care. <laughs> you should care. <laughs> One's, one is ancient Greek and one is ancient Rome. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of time between those two. <laughs> I do understand the like, kind of like. Um, it's men in sandals homoerotic nature of both of them sure i i guess so yeah but not homoerotic enough correct maybe 300 is a little bit more though i haven't Um, seen 300 that's this is sparta right yes okay i haven't seen 300 yeah who is that gerard butler that is the phantom himself (laughs) side note to listeners i I just rewatched phantom of the opera and it rips it's so good (laughs) Don't listen to any. Don't listen to any haters that say otherwise. It's amazing. It's incredible. It is camp. It is peak camp. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. I will give it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, for the longest time, I was like, those are all the same movie. Weren't there some other mid two thousands type? There was like TV shows. Like Spartacus was a thing. I know that was yeah. a, a, a TV show. Like Blood and I think it was like Spartacus Blood and Sand. I didn't watch it because it. Um, had nudity in it, so mm, mm. I wasn't really allowed to. Yes, <laughs> Colton grew up in a strict household, listeners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure <laughs> did. Somehow I got to see this movie, though. Well, it was with my dad. We'll get into that later. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so ten or eleven, the first time you saw it, mm-hmm. the first scene is right when he sees his like massacred family, yeah. and yeah. when he. Honestly, a pretty okay place to start it, I feel like, if you're yeah. coming in cold. Yeah, really. I remember the first time I watched the beginning, I was like, oh, I didn't actually, like, miss too much. Like, I, yeah. I get it. You're able to, like, intuit. I get it. And I was a kid, like, as a kid, I was even able to, like, I yeah. understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Even though that's, I think that's, like, 40 or 45 minutes in. Genuinely. Is it really? That's how long, like, the opening sequence is. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> so sorry but on this i forgot how this movie started uh-huh. which is them in some fucking forest having Germanic a battle yeah. <laughs> yeah against the barbarians come on sure and um they're having like a battle and it's pretty long it is long yeah it is pretty long and i was really like does anything important happen in this scene or can i like, go get a snack other than you know introducing some of the characters but even then your other like antagonists they are brought in after the battle yes so. yes yeah. and i'm i'm not one for for fight scenes people who know me know that so i'm just like i could start this movie with the scene where joaquin phoenix kills his father like yeah. i could I mean, that's gladly fair. do that that's fair. <laughs> i could do without that intro so when you did watch it did you watch it alone as a kid yeah um i don't know about the first time i, I genuinely can't recall mm-hmm. most of the time because i saw it numerous times on tv yes a lot on tv um i looked up something it's like one of the top five most rerun movies on tv like, i buy that yeah like one of it's like number four, three or four. Yeah, it's wow. It's really, wait. There's a list of that. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I'll have to. I probably should have done my fucking research <laughs> on this podcast. I, I found a whole. It was it was an article from Variety too that was like how these movies helped um, keep cable TV alive. Is Shawshank one of them? Shawshank was one of them. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and they broke it down into genres too, and they showed you which channels ran it the most, and like how many times in a year they would run it. It was a really interesting article. I'll of course, it. you would be, you would come on here and like outdo me on my own podcast, <laughs> <laughs> like the research you did about the whole fucking subject <laughs> of this podcast. Yes, please send me that though. I will. That is I will. interesting. It is interesting. Um, so you've seen it a ton of times. When yes. you did watch it in later times, did you watch it with people? I mostly remember watching it with my dad. Mm. Coming back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he wouldn't watch a lot of stuff that was on TV. Like he would just kind of tune out, you know, generally be a dad and just be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a handful of movies that he would always watch when I was watching it. And Gladiator was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger brothers, I think never really got into it mm. um two the two youngest i think were honestly just too young to be interested yeah um and the other one that's only three years younger than me i think he just in general wasn't a movie guy mm. so he just never really like like to watch it but okay. my dad and i was one of that one i'm trying to think of the others treasure of the sierra madre that was another big one that he'd like to watch yeah i know I know. From what age were you watching Treasure um, of the Sea? About C- the same age. Wow. I mean, I watched TCM. T- oh my god, yeah. I'm stuttering. TCM. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Because mm-hmm. um, my grandma introduced me to that. Oh. There's cool stuff that she showed yeah. me, and he would watch a lot of like westerns with me on there too. Like nice. whenever there, there was a western on. Um, but yeah, I remember watching it a lot with him on TV, and then. Well, I finally got it on Blu-ray, and then I've watched it a ton of times on, <laughs> on my own time, too. In the highest definition Correct. possible. Correct. Yeah. Not changed for any fucking TV screen. <laughs> um, that's great. This is the, I think, the second dad movie we've had on here. It's very much a dad movie. Honestly, I feel like a lot of TV movies that I remember, like, when I was thinking of movies for this podcast, mm-hmm. most of them, I categorizing dad movie yeah a lot of them i am legend was another one that was one that i thought about like was that another you were watching at 10 or 11 well whenever i don't remember how old i was when it came out but i think because i think it came out a little later like mid 2000s 2004 maybe maybe Oof. i've never seen that movie it's good it, it does have a dog thing and i know, I know. That that's hard. <laughs> oh i know is that why yeah, and, and again, subjects. doesn't seem know, like my genre. I know, I know. <laughs> I, that's the other thing. A lot of them, I was like, I don't think Madeline would watch these. <laughs> <laughs> I Robot was one too that I thought of. Another Will Smith. Yes. And Alan also Tudyk. not seen. It's Alan Tudyk. That, that might turn the, ro- the tide. Sunny the me. Robot, the CGI robot. I do love him. He's great. I love him He's so great. much. He's so versatile. He's. I want to be like him. He's an idol. I yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Yeah, yeah, completely. So good. And now he's like making bank, just being kind of a voice actor. The the Disney, like, I'm gonna make animal sounds now. I'm a chicken. Can you imagine? What's the chicken's name? Pepe. That sounds right. Sounds like Pepe. There's no way. Ladies and gentlemen, Colton Butcher has just um, (laughs) made a profane joke about an indigenous language. That's okay. Uh-oh. Something to keep in mind. Don't Uh-oh. flame him on Twitter. <laughs> Good thing I don't have one. How many times can we cancel Colton on this? <laughs> I've been I've been canceled so many times in my life. I can't even count anymore. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so where in your top hundred 
would you put this movie? Okay. So, I saw this was on your questionnaire sheet. Yeah. Things to consider. At one point in my life, it would have been in, like, top 25. Mm. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. I just I enjoyed it that much. The last handful of rewatches I've done, it's gone from five stars to four and a half. So, it's just a little dip down. We can talk about that a little bit later. With that being said, it's out of the top 100. Really? Yeah. This is not in your top 100. I After looking at my letterbox. I'm, I'm putting top 100 as like completely subjective. These are not what yes. you think are the best films. Correct. These are your favorites. Correct. Okay. I was looking through my letterbox and I was looking at all the ratings, starting with five-star ratings and just working my way through. Mm-hmm. And there's enough five-star movies wow. that... I think are better, are better, and I enjoy more that it bumps it out. It would be in like top one fifty. Uh huh. Like it would be from one hundred to one fifty. Prob- yeah. Probably closer to one hundred, but I think it's just edged out, honestly, okay. which is kind of a shame because I still love it. Do a you, lot. Do you have a TV movie that you think is in your top one hundred? Uh, or do none of those? Treasure of the Sierra Madre. If we're counting that. Yeah. On TCM. Yeah, that counts. I've seen that a few times on TV. Yeah. Um, that, that would definitely be in top 100. Maybe top 50. Mm. I love that one. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a that's technically a Western, right? I Yeah. I think most people consider it a Western. Okay, yeah. I remember when I saw it for the first time, I was like, this doesn't feel like a Western. It doesn't. It doesn't. Which is maybe why I love it so much. <laughs> you need to get over that. Westerns are great. And you know what? I've yeah. seen the important ones, and I pick and choose. The, I love High Noon. Uh-huh. I love the Oxbow incident. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It's like 100 minutes or something, or okay. like 90 they minutes. They all are. Yeah. <laughs> they all are. The Oxbow incident is about, um, like, a lynching. Oh, And not a racially Sorry, motivated lynching. I said fuck like five oh, times shit, before right. this. <laughs> the sponsors might pull out, Colton. Gotta think of the kids. My sponsors. Um, yeah, the Oxbow incident is like a social justice movie about these this group of cowboys encounters some people that are like running away from something and they also heard that there was a crime committed and uh-huh. so they just assume that those guys committed the crime oh, and it's kind of 12 angry men like they're all arguing oh. with each other about whether they should string these guys up and whether or not they're the guys who committed the crime oh, that sounds amazing yeah it's like a 90 like, minute like, argument movie kind of I love that. yeah it's solid but it's like a western it's really good that's okay I'm, i gotta watch it yeah Wow, I can't believe this is not in your top 100. I know. I know. It's really, it seems like it would because mm-hmm. of how much I've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But after, it was genuinely like looking through my list of just like, oh man, there's, I have like 150, like there's nearly 150 five-star movies. Yeah. Some of them are shorts that I really liked and I was like, all right, some of these I would put in like top 100, but a lot of them I would pull. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. 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 It's not Gladiator isn't a perfect movie like a lot of the other ones that I would put in my top 100. Okay. Because I have issues. Yeah. I have issues. Yeah. Minor, but they're still there. I also have issues with this movie, but I'm more surprised by that because my personal top 100, Mm -hmm. I'd say 50 of them are like bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's very subjective. Maybe I just have better taste than you. Maybe I just enjoy better things. Maybe, or maybe <laughs> I'm able to love like disadvantaged little fledgling runts of movies oh, okay. because I have You're, so much compassion. Because you care. Yeah. I, 
I think Gladiator has enough care around it. Other, yeah. Uh, there's enough other straight white men to put it in their top 10. Very true. Very true. I'm okay with letting it bounce out of the top 100. I gotta know, uh-huh. is this your favorite Ridley Scott movie? No. Alien exists. Come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Is that, so that's number one. That's number one. Easy. Is Gladiator number two? Yeah, probably. There, okay. Yeah. I acted like it was like the <laughs> vast difference between, how dare you? How dare you? It's number two. <laughs> it's right below Alien, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what else would I even like put up there? Because I just pulled up his filmography oh, if you want to take a look. Let's see. Alien is number, oh, Blade Runner 2. Ooh, Blade Runner is number two. Okay. Gladiator's after Blade Runner. You seen Thelma and Louise? It's been a long time. Mm. It's been a very long time. Um, I'm sure I would love it now. It, I think it's one of those like I watched really early on once I started getting into like I'm I'm gonna love movies. I'm gonna this is my passion. Mm-hmm. I watched it really early on. I just don't think I quite got it. Yeah, because <laughs> I was a guy and it was like this is for ladies. And you but know what? Honestly, I I wouldn't blame you for even still feeling that way about that movie today mm-hmm. and being like. It's a good movie, and I respect it, but it's, I don't think it would really hit. I don't know, because when they had the, the Criterion release, a lot of people were talking, like, re-estimating it, and things mm-hmm. I was listening to were talking about it, and it, it sounds like it might be a banger. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a banger the first yeah. time I watched it, but... Um, I'm trying, I'm looking here. Oh, Kingdom of Heaven is a personal favorite. I don't think it's actually that good, but I just, I enjoy it. With Orlando Bloom. I've never even... Oh. Oh. Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven. It's Orlando Bloom. He's awful David Thewlis. David Thewlis is... It's great. It's Jeremy really Irons. Good. Um, Eva Green's in it, too. Uh, it's pretty great. Michael well, Sheen. Despite Orlando Bloom being Orlando Bloom, which is a... He's handsome. That is a handsome man. Yeah, that's why you're seeing like, Gran Turismo, he's right? He's like triple... Oh, my God. No, it's because of Blonde Camp. <laughs> Mr. Blancamp. Cool. Wait, uh, your favorite movie is Chappie, right? Love it. Yeah. Number one. (laughs) I actually, can I, in my top 100, can I put him, Chappie, one through 10, (laughs) just over and over again, just to make sure people know (laughs) that it's the greatest movie ever. Your favorite movie is Chappie. Your favorite favorite band (laughs) is D'Antward. Love them. They've done nothing wrong. No, they haven't. They've done nothing wrong. No. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Don't bother them. You can't even understand them anyway. Just <laughs> just don't worry about Let it. Let her cut her bangs however she fucking wants. Leave her. Leave Yolandi alone. Um, I want to make it clear that this is a joke. I can't fucking stand Chappie. <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. Blonkamp, I He did District 9 and ever since. Like, he got too much goodwill from that. He I hate really to, did. Like derail, but did you see the like interview thing that happened either today or yesterday? No, God. <laughs> about with him. Yeah, he was doing an interview for Gran Turismo. Yeah. This is like uh, viral on Twitter mm-hmm. right now, folks, oh, as good. we speak. Well, if it's on Twitter, that's why because I, I I deleted my Twitter. Yeah, I was, I was it is a good way to stay up to date. But some, I guess he did an interview with Uproxx, I think. Okay. Yeah, and. Here's a uh, a little cut from it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I didn't hear that last part you said. Let's just focus on Gran Turismo. Well, I mean, yeah, we did for 12 minutes. <laughs> We're about to. We're not done yet. Are you still there? Yeah. I did want to ask you about Martin Burrow doing his own driving stunts. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what happened here? Well, I mean, we were talking about Gran Turismo, which was interesting, right? And I like the movie. We've spoken about it enough. I guess you haven't enough info. Well, no. And then in quotes here, it says, the publicist chimes in that it might be time to end this interview. I don't know what his deal is, but he seems like a uh, weird fucking guy. He also, who knows? I feel like with, sometimes with these interviews, it's like their 20th of the day, yeah. and they said the same shit over and over again. I just think about, like, wh- how how could I do that? I'd be annoyed, too, at the end of, like, what what are we doing? Yeah. And clearly, they're, like, doing this over Zoom or whatever, because yeah. he's like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> are you still there? Ugh. I, um, I always forget. Have you seen Hannibal? No, I haven't. I don't want to. Sorry. Sorry, I don't want to. Please watch it for me, just so you can go through the hell that I've been through. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm looking at his other movies here. Alien is number one. Blade Runner is number two. I want to see Legend really bad. I I don't think it's going to be great, but I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thelma Louise, I think, is going to be... It honestly could be number three, mm-hmm. maybe. Gladiator right now, I think I would put Gladiator at number three. Mm-hmm. Then maybe Kingdom of Heaven. It's really not that good of a movie. I want to emphasize that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a great movie. I just really fucking like it. Um, Black Hawk Down is also really good. Uh, American Gangster is good. I wish I loved Robin Hood more. That was a huge disappointment. Oh, yeah. Did you not know about that? I just pointed to Gladiator Two in 2024. I did not know click, that was click happening. on it and look at look at the cast because I I don't know I really don't know how I feel about this because I don't know who was sitting there like, like I want to know what happens what happens to the sun in Gladiator Two what happens to that guy no yeah it's not the same actor though right I don't no I don't think so I think um, Paul is going to be playing growing up yeah Paul is going to be Paul playing Mescal. Lucius. Yeah, Denzel, uh, love the guy, but come on. I do like Connie Nielsen coming back. I do enjoy that. I do, I really like that. Yeah, I'm not, I really don't know how I feel about this. This is a very, uh, I think it was like announced last year that they were going to be doing it. I was like, no Russell Crowe. He dies at the end. I literally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) What a ripoff. They couldn't even get Russell to come back. Why not? Oh, I'm offended. Oh, Gladiator is nothing without him. <laughs> He's literally Gladiator. He's... He takes off his helmet, stares straight into the camera, and says, My name is fucking Gladiator. Are you not entertained? I would like the movie more if he did say that. Yeah, it would be kind of a cool movie if that happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so that's. I also really love The Martian. That's great. And then, if I recall correctly, you and did not like The Last Duel or House of Gucci. Last Duel, I missed. I missed that one. I really wanted to watch it, though. I did not end up watching it. Oh, Last Duel's the Rashomon yes. one, right? Yeah, 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 where it's the three, the two guys and the, the lady. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Judy Comer's perspective. Yeah. Uh, House of Gucci might have been the worst movie I saw that year. Genuinely. Might have been the worst movie I saw that year. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how much of it is his fault, the screenwriter's fault, the actor's fault. I, I don't know where to place the blame, really, because <laughs> everything sucked about it. When, when my Except the costumes. I really liked the costumes. Yeah, yeah. Costumes were good. It was awesome. Um, when my dad came to visit me last winter, we were seeing Licorice Pizza in a theater, mm-hmm. and a trailer for House of Gucci came on, and he was like, what is this? And then when it said directed by Ridley Scott, he was like, fuck off. Oh my. He was like, he's still working? He was pissed. Whoa. So I that's come where from you, that's a family of Ridley get, Scott haters. I, yeah, I'll say that's where you get it from. <laughs> 
You grew up in an environment. I that, was born that... and bred to hate Ridley. God, have you you've seen Alien? Yeah, yeah, and you you like it, right? Yes. If I I don't sci-fi is another genre that is never going to hit hard for me. But I that's probably top five sci-fi movies. It's great. For it's me. Per, it's a perfect movie. Yes, perfect movie. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um. Anyway, back to Gladiator. <laughs> That's the vibe of this fucking podcast. There's just so many, too many things to talk about. Back to Gladiator. Back to Gladiator. Um, before doing a rewatch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when was the last time you watched this movie? This, so this was partly why I chose this. Because you sent this... Because it had been a while? No. Oh. Because it was recent. Because <laughs> it was very recent. Mm. But it was on TV. Oh! So it was related. So when you sent me this list before I like came Were up with a movie... Were you home? No. I was at a... Okay. <clears throat> Let me set the scene. Yeah, I was like, where do you have access to cable? Imagine. <laughs> picture <laughs> it. Just, picture it. Sicily. <laughs> Sicily. <laughs> um, so I went to Halloween Horror Nights last year in Orlando. The superior Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. I must add. Um, and while while I was there, I was with my best friend, and his sister somehow owns a timeshare condo in fucking Orlando. <laughs> I don't know why, Valid. don't know how, mm-hmm. whatever. Didn't have to pay for a hotel because they had a time. Great. It was, uh, so I didn't question it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave me the master bedroom because I was the only one that didn't have um, a partner. Mm-hmm. It was my best friend, his wife, and then his sister and her husband. So they had shared rooms and they gave me the master room. And in the master room, there is this giant like hot tub size bathtub. It was g- huge. And I told myself, before I go back to L.A., I'm going to take a bath in this. Yeah. And I hadn't done it. So on the last night, like, I, we got back from Halloween Horror Nights at, like, 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I had to fly out at, like, 7 a.m. The, okay. the, in that, like, I had seven hours until my plane flew out. Yes. So I was like, I'm just going to take a bath. I know I should go to sleep. I, I want to take a bath in this huge bathtub. Yeah. And the TV in the room had a swivel. Ooh, so I yeah. could point it to yeah. the bathtub. Good. So I turned it on, and guess what's fucking playing on AMC? Gladiator. And guess where it is in the movie? No, really? The scene where he's got the maggots on his arm, and, and German Hansu is sticking the, the gum stuff on his wound. That was destiny. And I turned. I was like, I'm just going to watch like a little bit while I take a bath. I ended up watching the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> Even though I had a, a plan, like I got two hours of sleep because yeah. I decided to watch that movie, right? Because I, it's intercut it with so commercials good. too. It, yes, yeah. So it was super. It was much longer. Oh my God, um, it was just too good. I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. I'm gonna watch this, and I was luxuriating in a giant bath the whole time. Oh. Yes, yes. So that was the last time I saw it. That's wonderful. Before this rewatch. Wow. Uh-huh. How before that. <laughs> How long has has there ever been a gap in your life where you hadn't seen it for a while, or is it consistent um, for you? It's pretty consistent. Uh-huh. Like I would say, like it's not an every year one for me. Mm-hmm. Like I have some where it's like I have to watch this at least once this year. Yeah. Jaws, Lord of the Rings, the entire trilogy is like three times a year. Yep. Um, so probably before that had been maybe like two. Oh, okay. Maybe two years. Yeah. Um, and that would have been on on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. high definition Blu-ray. <laughs> So you you mentioned that this has lost half a star for yes. you. Yes. Would you like to go into the reasons why it's lost half a star? Yeah, let me turn my notes here. <laughs> Get the ASMR page flip. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically, 
the la- this and this isn't just this rewatch. This is the last few rewatches. It's just been bothering me more and more. And this is the t- no, I would say the last time mm. that I watched it uh, in its entirety. So not not at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. The last time I watched it in its entirety, I gave it four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. So that's probably where I first was like, this is bothering me more than it ever has. Mm-hmm. And that is some of the editing and cinematography choices. There is some ugly shit in there. It is ugly sometimes. It's very of a time. Mm-hmm. It's very of a time. Mm-hmm. and But not a good time. <laughs> no. And before you got up here, when I was watching the beginning of this. The battle. Yeah. And yeah. it was a random shot of Joaquin Phoenix coming out of a carriage mm-hmm. is in slow motion. And it's yeah. very noticeable. There's a couple shots like there that. There is, where they slowed down the And they the thought, it seemed like they thought nobody would notice. Like, it wasn't a stylistic choice. No. It was just to lengthen just a shot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's very noticeable. Yes. And that type of stuff has bothered me more and more upon each rewatch. Yeah. Enough to where, like, it, I don't think it ruins the movie for me, but like, yeah, it's enough to to knock it down a bit. It's yeah. not because it's not perfect. It's mm-hmm. there are some movies where I'm like it's perfect despite its imperfection. Yeah, it's still a perfect movie. Sometimes because of the imperfections yeah. that are there. This one though is it detracts. Yeah, it's very it's distracting. It's weird. I think because this movie pretty much prides itself on realism mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. trying to be the first sword and sandal to be the most realistic Super view realistic, yeah. that when they do weird stylistic shit like that, it just doesn't hit. It doesn't. There's well, and like the, the choices made are it's messy. Yeah. Like it's not um, interesting. It's just waving the camera around mm-hmm. and that's it. And like, there's no technique behind that. There's no, it's, I mean, it's a thing that's in a lot of modern action films. And I, I think a lot of that comes from, Maybe an insecurity of like, I don't really know how to shoot action, so I want to make it bounce everywhere and look yes. crazy so I don't have to worry about how good the action actually is. Yeah. And there are moments in that, in this, that are like that. Yes. Which is crazy because then you have ultra well shot, crystal clear action sequences. You're like, well, you know what you're doing. Yeah. So- so this obviously is you trying to make an artistic choice, but it just doesn't work. Yes. It just doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, are there any other reasons? That's really, that's, that's my, it? that's now my biggest problem with okay. it. And it, it, it really is that much of a, some of the other problems I have are just personal, like, <laughs> um, like I really like Jamin Hansu uh-huh. a lot mm-hmm. as an actor. Yes. And that poor man doesn't get a fucking break yeah. in anything that he does. Mm-hmm. He's either in. He either gets cast as a good character and it turns out to be a shit movie. Not anyone's particular fault, usually a studio's fault, interfering and doing whatever they do to mess it up. Or he gets cast in a little bit role with nothing to do. Yes. And you're just like, God damn it. (laughs) Shimonatsu. I love him. I love him. And I'm he's been looking in so at, much. What, what was he in that I would have seen? Though? I don't know, because he's in a lot of movies that you would it's not a lot of Marvel like. stuff. He, well, he plays one character, and he shows up Fantastic Four. What? Well, who is he in Fantastic Four? Oh, no. Oh. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I need to go to the actual filmography. He is, he is an Aragon. <laughs> he is. As King Ajiad. The leader of the Varden. Side note, that was the first time I ever felt major disappointment in a movie theater. I was in sixth grade, 
And I begged my mom. I was like, please, can we go see it? the midnight release? Please, 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 please. She said, no, it's a school night. We can't. We can't. You got to go to bed. And we'll try and see it like this weekend or next weekend. I was so crushed. And the next day, so that was like Thursday night. I wanted to see it opening midnight release Thursday. Or I don't know if it was midnight. Whatever. Right, right. Thursday night. She said no. And then Friday, she this was right before Christmas too because it was a December release. So um, she the next day, Friday, she... Came into the school, checked me out, and we went and watched Oh, the movie. I love that. Yeah. And then we both were like, what the hell is this? Right. <laughs> oh, God. I was so excited, so happy. It was like the first big, giant fantasy. Well, maybe not. I read The Hobbit before, but like modern, yes. new, big fantasy book, even though it was YA. I was so, so excited. It was my Harry Potter. Yeah. I did not read Harry Potter. Right. Um, God, have you seen it? You, Fuck no. I didn't think so. <laughs> it is. I just remember every time something happened, I was like, Mom, that they missed the whole part of the book. And if they want to do a sequel, this character is really important in the second book. And they don't even have him in the movie. So how are they going to do a sequel? Your poor fucking mother is like, uh-huh. She was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I've talked to her since and she's like, well, I liked it. Oh. <laughs> Honestly? Should have won best original song. No, <laughs> sorry. Avril. I'm sorry. Nothing about that movie needs to be awarded at all. I would have been content if that won best. I watched the song. director's cut on HBO. There's a director's cut of Aragon. Of Aragon. <laughs> it's got two minutes of one minor character that shows up in the third book. The third book <laughs> that becomes relevant. Then <laughs> they show her in this, and it's like, what the what? You really thought you were going to get at least three movies, if not all four. Side note, there were Disney Plus is hopefully working on a television series of Aragon. I didn't even know people still cared about Aragon. I fucking... <laughs> I, I care. There was a whole Twitter thing back when I still had Twitter. Uh-huh. There was a whole Twitter thing of like dis- at people tweeting at Disney Plus saying, hey, make an Aragon series. And it got their attention. I'm so excited. I hope it happens. <laughs> Back to, I don't want to butcher his name. Jaiman? Jaiman. Hansu. Hansu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you know he's in Gran Turismo? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to see this movie. I don't think it's going to be good. No. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I want to see it. <laughs> he's also going to be in Rebel Moon. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I got, I, you know what? I kind of have my fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. I kind of do. I don't really like, that's Zack Snyder, right? Yeah. I don't really like Zack Snyder that much. But I do want to support, like, um, original sci-fi and fantasy yeah. stuff. I think that that's, it's important to support that, even if it's not that good. I had a friend who worked on it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, they shot it on the lot that I used to work at, the, at Picture Shop. They shot stuff there. At yeah, Sunset Gower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I was working on something there while they were shooting there. Oh, that's fun. Friend of the podcast, oh, Max Dunlucas. Hey, Max. Hey, bud. <laughs> You're a friend. Yeah, he is a friend. He worked on How Rebel Moon. How can you be a friend with a podcast? Maybe you want to... Friend re- of the pod. <laughs> he, maybe he wants to reevaluate who he is friends with. I'm doubting he's listening to this. And if he is, you're a really good friend, Max. <laughs> I love you, Max. Yes. Back to Gladiator. Back to Gladiator. I, I'm derailing everything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> can I tell you my biggest reason why I don't like this movie? Go for it. Is it because you hate fun? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I hate when people smile. Yeah. And when they have a good time. And when they say 
Are you not entertained? Yeah, I feel sick to my stomach. Yeah, it makes you disgusted. My biggest thing, and actually, while I was watching it, before mm. you came up here, it double-clicked for me, which is one of the, the... The theme of this movie is, like, stoicism. Yes. I hate that. May I ask do, why? Do we ever see Russell Crowe cry? Yes. Over his children? and Yes. Okay. He, he full-on goes, like, snot cry. Where he's got, you see it. There's like this giant strand of snot and drool as he's mourning over the the corpses of his wife and kid. There's a couple other times too that he like tears up. Aside from that, I think he fundamentally. Yes. And this is, I think maybe some other problems that I have with other sword and sandal or like um, sci-fi genres too. Mm -hmm. Is the hero feels kind of nondescript to me. Mm. does not feel like interesting in any way other mm. than being the protagonist and the most interesting compelling character is the villain mm-hmm. sometimes in older movies it's because they're queer coded yeah that's and true. so they get to be kind of sassy and cool mm-hmm. and in this movie he is not queer coded but no. he's walking phoenix he's is like incestuous and weird he's and like... i find that more compelling <laughs> spoiler alert for when we talk about our favorite and least favorite performances he's my favorite oh yeah he's the best right he's and amazing i um i want him to win at the end oh because he's just oh. a more interesting character That's, like if they ooh. made maximus like funny or like they demonstrated other than you know what i mean he's I, not special okay. i i hear you but that's there's something i think there's something beautiful about that of he's just a guy because he's just a farmer. Ultimately, that's like that's what he says to the ruler of Rome. Is he's like, all I want to do is get out of the fucking army and go be with my wife and kid and raise some crops. That's all he wants to do. I need him to like also play guitar or something. Oh, he, plays, <laughs> he plays guitar in Robin Hood. Does that make up for it? <laughs> I, I just like <laughs> he Russell Crowe did what he was supposed to do performance wise. Like he fulfilled yes. the role. Yeah. As written, he did a great job, but I, because of, I guess, the way that it's written, I find his character to be so completely boring that mm. I don't care what happens to him. To be fair, I do think the script is also a weaker element of mm-hmm. this. Um, it went through a lot of uh, revisions and changes. It has three different um, authors, script writers, like mm-hmm. they, one of them being playwright john logan didn't know if you know that yeah yeah he did a lot of the dialogue specifically screener for the sweeney todd movie correct uh yeah yeah Yeah. actually he's done he has a couple of movie credits Mm -hmm. um that he's he's snuck in there he did they them last year did you watch that with kevin bacon no uh them yeah i'm worried it okay you should be well, I don't. I, I can't. I haven't seen it, so I can't really. It speak sounds to like it. something my grandpa would toss off angrily. Yes, them. So when I first heard of it, that's what I was like. Oh no, this is some. Oh my god, they're going to be making fun of this. <laughs> but then I read the synopsis, and it sounded like actually interesting. It Kevin Bacon runs like a Christian conversion camp thing, but then it becomes like a slasher horror movie. Ooh, um, and I want to say it against. The counselors or something. I, again, I've not watched this, but then it came out and people were like, mm, "This is garbage." It not for the reasons that we think it is, just that it's actually like a, just a bad movie. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he also it was like his directorial debut, John Ooh, Logan's. Yeah. Um. So he wrote it, and it was also his director debut, and 
apparently it just was not that good. Bummer. Because yeah. that does seem like a really fun. Yeah. It seems juicy. Yeah. Premise. And, and not what you think from a movie called They Them. Yes. Because <laughs> my thoughts went exactly where yours did the first time I saw that. <laughs> I um, was like, is it starring Bill Maher? Exactly. <laughs> If that was the name of Bill Maher's new special, like I, I would it. believe it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Dude, um, he's so fucking cool. <laughs> wow. I love him. He really said they then. Dude. Ironically. He actually doesn't hold anything back. Oh he says He whatever, just says the truth. Whatever the afraid. fuck he wants, and he doesn't care about the woke mob oh coming God. after him. <laughs> um John Logan wrote The Aviator. Yes. Did not know that. Yeah. He's I'm telling you, he's got some sneaky credits where you're like, huh? Yeah. The 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 Broadway playwright? Yeah. That guy? Mr. Red? Mr. Red. My, one of my favorite plays. <laughs> one of my favorite. That's every straight white man's favorite hey, play. You know what? I was I got to do it, so I can say that. <laughs> I got to I got to live out many a straight white male theater actor's dream and be in that show. So I can claim it. Mad props for making that happen, because I know many a man who was like I was thinking of doing that as a senior project this year, and then it never came oh, to fruition. I almost did it as a senior project. <laughs> But then, but but then I got cast, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. Oh, I don't need I'm to do a paid. senior project because I actually get cast, so uh, I would never. I have a real job. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! How did we get? I say okay, we're we're talking about red now. Oh uh, boy. Okay. Um, um, anyway, so you didn't like the movie because of the stoicism. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: the considered specifically for this movie. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a thing though in Rome. Yeah. Stoicism was huge. Have you? Just, this is a question, and I really don't mean to sound as straight white male as I am about to sound. Have Hit you me. have you read any Stoicism stuff like Marcus Aurelius? No. Any, I mean, no. I don't know why you would because it's not marketed. It's not toward, for the girls. But it's it's really interesting. any philosophy I have ever gotten in my life is filtered through contrapoints. Oh. <laughs> I frequent bread tube, and that's about it. And that's it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, and in Sounds of the Lambs, where he's like, read Marcus Aurelius, whatever the fuck he and you says. Did it and you love in that everything movie and you is didn't. its most simple component. It's pretty great. If Hannibal told me to read it, I'd read it. He did. He literally said, <laughs> looks in the camera and says, hey, Madeline, hey, <laughs> read Marcus Aurelius. Read Marcus Aurelius, you dumb bitch. <laughs> If you do, I'll kiss you. And you're like, yes. No, Hannibal? Yeah, he's no. hot. No. Y- Hannibal? Yes. Are you, you're telling Hannibal? me he's not? I think he's, okay, actually, here's. He's hot. I'm sorry, he is. Here's actually my biggest gripe, and I've said this before, yeah. with the film Hannibal, and granted, it's just following the books. So I guess it, this is a gripe with Thomas Harris yeah. for for writing the story the way that he did. But. Hannibal and Clarice like get together. Yeah, I do know that. That's part of the reason why I don't want to watch watch it. Yes, I have no interest in that. And I thought nobody ever. I feel like nobody talks about this in Silence of the Lambs. I thought he was gay. He, I mean, he seems coded that way. I, yes. I've always took it as like he just takes whatever is available. <laughs> Would that be pan? Yeah. Anything and everything. Frying pan, sexual. <laughs> Frying up Ray Liotta's brains oh in a pan, God. sexual. Was that? That's in the second one. That's in Hannibal. Yeah, right that's, now. spoiler alert, the ending of Hannibal. Mm. <laughs> How about we leave you with this? Human brains. 
This is the second time that that specific thing has been referenced on this podcast. That's of great. Ray you got, now you got a running thing that you can reference all the time. I'll come back to it because I fucking hate that movie. But I know I don't. I never thought Hannibal was hot because I was like, he's like my gay uncle oh, that gives me good advice, oh. and I love him dearly. Okay. But there's nothing sexual there. Oh, okay. I read. You're that. into that? I'm. I'm into it. I guess. <laughs> the Every, really high waisted white pants. Yeah. He does look kind of buff. Well, and like also like intellectually, so attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got that mind that you're like, I can forgive any flaws that I might see in the outward appearance because obviously the inward, I can get over the cannibal stuff. (laughs) I can get over that. He's so fucking smart. You're smart. (laughs) (laughs) I just love his quips. He's so he's so quirky. I just love the answers not on those second rate shoes. And love the suit. All of it. He's so catty. Great cook. So true. Excellent cook. Oh my god. Have you ever had... Yeah. Have ever had Hannibal cook for you? Yeah. Dreams. Yeah. Oh, so Dreams. good. Fava beans. <laughs> love it all. Back to stoicism. Anyway, so I, I think... I, I understand your gripe. And I think that there are some movies where it's like, why, why are we making him such a wet noodle? Mm-hmm. And I get that we need sometimes, especially with the genres like that, a lot of people like to put, this is the audience plant. You can insert yourself into here. And mm-hmm. so so you can relate to this character because it's so generic that anyone can relate to the character. Mm-hmm. I think it works better here just because it is like, well, this is how Romans are. Yeah. Like this is a, a very popular um, philosophy then. And especially someone that's a war general, like he's going to be reading that. He's going to he's going to know that. Yeah. And live it. And I think it works there. I understand your gripes with that. I just, for me, I'm like, yeah, this is a, this is them trying to do the realistic sword and sandal thing. I think you're right, though, and that my gripe is completely subjective because mm-hmm. I said this, too, like, when I saw the North Man and stuff. Yeah. I was like, can't relate. In any of these scenarios, I would have immediately killed myself. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I feel detached from this entire right. scenario. We've talked about this because you're you're scared. Yeah, you're, I'm a ca- you're, you're a coward. Well, I don't want to <laughs> shit outdoors too. If I had to go back in time before indoor plumbing, I'd fucking kill myself. So you're telling me you've never used an outhouse? An outhouse, yes, but I've never like gone in the woods. Oh, okay. I've I've done both. <laughs> I would never. I guess I'll have to at some point. Maybe one, when one I of go these camping, days, when the world ends and we all yeah, are just when there's some kind of nuclear meltdown or whatever, mm-hmm. fine, I'll do it. <laughs> but I don't want to. Um, but yeah, so I completely I I understand that, which I guess just frames it more for me as I think me and my brain. This these movies will just never be my genre. You That's know. Fair. Yeah. I think I here's the thing to to do though. Keep watching them. I yeah. encourage you to like. Keep pushing yourself because some. I I do think this is a great movie, and I know it's not for you. But... If I were to continue to explore Sword and Sandal, mm-hmm. should I watch Three Hundred? Um, I don't know. Well, because that one's such a. It's a different thing. It's such a heightened thing. It's a comic book movie, right? More than Sword and Sandal, like it is a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I if you're interested, I can write. I can find some. Okay. I don't have. I don't have them off the top of my head right now, but like I can Fake find some fan? stuff. <laughs> rather you got me <laughs> so back to my my basic ass questions that mm-hmm. i come back to mm-hmm. but um, it's good to have grounding like that or else yeah somehow we would be talking about i, <laughs> I don't know jurassic park um i'm gonna bring that up 
So I, I got us there. I, you have to I literally at some point. Yeah. That's 30th anniversary. They're screening it in 3D this weekend. I think I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Another movie that completely subjective. I, I would kill myself. I know. Well, I think a lot of people would, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> oh. I, would I would do that. Because I don't think know that they have guns there. So I would have done that old uh, romantic style of killing yourself, of walking into the ocean and swimming until I couldn't swim any further. And just drowning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, no, they didn't have ocean dinosaurs in the, in the ocean. Not in the, not yeah. in, not not in the first one. one. At least, not that we knew of. <gasps> I swim into the ocean and immediately get eaten <laughs> by a fucking Moses plesiosaur. Was. Plesiosaurs, I don't think they eat meat. I forgot you're Mr. Archaeologist. I'm pretty sure those are, those are, they might eat fish, maybe. Okay. But I don't think they'd be like, mmm, yummy human. Okay. So I, if I covered myself in tinfoil and pretended to be a fucking fish? <laughs> no, it's a Mosasaurus, and that's the thing that's going to eat you. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> God, I hope I'm right. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother so looking at Um, What... About this movie, are like your favorite components even like what? What about this movie really got you going as a kid and yeah. made you return to it? Well, a part of it is the the Rome of it all because mm-hmm. again, and I still like I listen to a history podcast. I love ancient Greek. I love Rome. I just mm-hmm. that era of history fascinates me. You brought some books. I, well, I didn't bring them. I found them in your little library there. Oh, I literally thought you brought... No. I didn't see what they were, but no, I... these are not related to this. I literally all. was like, I, he came prepared with readings. No, I wish. I wish that in, was me. In my apartment complex, in the lobby, there's a shelf full of books where people can leave books that they don't want anymore, and you can take whatever you want. So when Colton came up here, he had a handful of books, one of which says Empire on it. It so does, I, yeah. I, so I, it's how to hide an empire. Yeah. Which so is the United States. I, I literally thought, you, you came up here with like, your books. History of the Roman Empire. I, I'm ready to talk about Let me Rome. tell you, this movie is so historically <laughs> accurate. Actually, one of the biggest gripes that I've seen um, historians talk about Gladiator. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. This is a very small moment. Uh-huh. But when he's about to die and he prays, he uh-huh. says, like, Heavenly Father. That So that is that is another one, but that, not the one I was about to mention. Okay. But there there's little stuff like that that it's like, that's not I wrote not that in my really... notes. He's like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> that's not who he would have prayed. Well, I mean. Um, Constantine hasn't risen to power yet. So, may, it might, yeah, I don't know. As a soldier, though, would he be allowed to be Christian? Maybe not. Aren't they, like, oppressed at that point? I mean, privately, that's why he hides his little figurines. <gasps> Whoa. Secret Christian. No. <laughs> Maximus. Actually, Wilson. this is a play about being a Christian. <laughs> not a play, a movie. Um, uh, so, in, no, the biggest gripe that I've seen historians say is that the roads in Rome, like itself in the city, mm-hmm. are pretty dusty and dirt. That's not true. They were clean. They well, they were like cobblestone. Mm. They had stone roads in mm. the city, in the actual city itself of Rome, right. where the Colosseum is. All every single road had stones all over it, okay. and in this movie, it's it's like regular dirt roads. Interesting. Did not even notice that. It's so it's so stupid, and it's only a thing that a historian would be like. Mm, I don't know Wait a second. <laughs> Damn. Um. Sorry, what was the what, what were we talking about? What are the components of this movie oh, that right. you love that just really right. make you come back to it? So the the history, that's what I was saying. That's yeah. what we got on that. Um, that always interests me. I also think that performance wise, I love 
all the performances. So as a performer, I'm also like, this is fun to watch because it's I I feel like I glean new information of like how can, what can I steal, what can I borrow. Mm-hmm. So I get that from everyone. Um, the only one is the stupid kid Spencer Treat Clark, and it's like, well, you're a kid, so I'm not gonna like give you too much shit. Star about of it. Mystic River. <laughs> okay. Have you seen that movie? I feel like I've seen that. What's? I feel like I have a long time ago. It's it's the the SVU lover in me that likes that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's I was like, where do I know him from? And he's literally as a teenager in Mystic River. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Okay, yes, because I think my mom liked this movie, which is interesting. It's about three. It's about three like childhood friends mm-hmm. in Boston. Mm-hmm. And one of them, when their kids gets like abducted and abused sexually whoa, for like whoa, four days, whoa. and then comes back, and then it's like them grown up and how that affected them. Yeah, he's like the kid that got abused. Maybe this is not the movie I'm thinking of. Are you doesn't... thinking of Mystic Pizza? No, no, <laughs> it, it's the river part that I think I'm getting confused with something. Is there like a movie called The Snowy River? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does your mom love Mystic River? Maybe it's not Mystic River. I, I don't know. There's, you know what? Let's forget. Let's forget it. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, my mom loves Mystic River. She's just really into Mystic it's River. It's like a crime drama. Okay, probably not then. <laughs> probably not. So, no, I don't think I have. But that sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's juice. Um, but that kid is in it. Spencer and that's, Clark. You, you disagree with his portrayal of Lucius. <laughs> I'm not going to give him too much shit because, again, you're a kid. Yeah. You don't know enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's just like, every time he's on, I'm like, why are we giving him actual scenes? This mm-hmm. is weird because he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everyone else, I think, is great. So that's another thing that pulls me into the movie is just like, I really personally enjoy these performances. I will say that's a huge thing that this movie has going for it. Not just the performances, but the the amount of people and character mm-hmm. actors that they cram into this movie. The f- fucking... Um, I mean, a lot of them have nothing to do. But, yeah, a lot of them have but, like one line. Right, but you, ha- you get to see them and you're like, yeah, good for you. Yes. <laughs> Derek Jacoby, good job. When Derek Jacoby <laughs> came on screen, I, like an idiot, I was like, Ian Holm! <laughs> And then I was like, oh, that's not the right person. (laughs) Oh, oops. (laughs) But I knew I knew him from something, which is just that one episode of Frasier. But I was like, oh, Derek Jacoby. Mm -hmm. That guy. I do know him still. That guy. Um, Everyone's good. Everyone is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love, despite the messy cinematography of a lot of the, the... some of the battle stuff, mm-hmm. I still really like the cinematography mm-hmm. despite that. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I think, is beautiful. So it's another element that I just, I, I enjoy actually, like, physically watching them. It's a pleasant movie to watch. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. Um, it also, I, I don't know, it's one of my, if we were making a list of, like, top action movies, like, top 25, mm-hmm. I think it'd be in top 10 for me. Okay. Um, That's I, the Pluto channel it was on. Was on that, it was, was on the action, action channel? Yeah. That's where it belongs. Yeah. It, it ultimately, I think it is an action movie. Yeah. Like that's where it was a historical action movie. I completely agree. Yeah. Um. But like the first, the, the actual like gladiator battles, I think are so propulsive and visually interesting. Mm-hmm. That alone is wa- worth watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially the first one where, you know, they're 
they're the first time that they're in the actual Coliseum itself. Is and that the one the, where they're reenacting the war? Correct. Yeah. Of, um, yes. And they like do it wrong because they're so fucking good. Because he's like, there, there's the line, and this is where it kicks in where he's like, has anyone been in the army? And people are like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And, and he tell, rallies them together instead of like, sep- oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> It was when I was doing the recent rewatch that he said that, and I started getting goosebumps because I was like, I'm about to get the best, one of my favorite action sequences in a film of all time. Yeah. I love it. The woman gets cut in half. That was bonkers. So that was not in the TV edit. I remember the first time I watched Ooh, that makes not sense. on TV. There was a lot of the gore stuff that yeah. I, I was edited out for TV that I remember because I remember thinking like, whoa, there's a lot more blood. Yeah. The first time I saw it on disc. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was okay with. I was yeah. super into. I was like, yeah. And also not a ton. Like, it never feels super gratuitous. No, no. It, it feels, feels correct enough. for a movie about Bloodsport. About correct. Yes. 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 Which is kind of wild to think that this is, it probably was even, the movie depiction was probably less visceral than the actual reality of it. Yeah. But also. Which is crazy to think. But it's also interesting because. I guess when you're when you're making a movie about something like this, you're like, if I want to be as realistic as possible, do I go super overboard mm-hmm. with the blood like it would really be, mm-hmm. or do I not? Because if it if you were actually there, you'd be like a hundred feet away. You wouldn't be able to see it up close. Yeah, you'd yeah. just see a guy fall down, yeah. and yeah. you wouldn't see the blood spurting out of his neck. Or I I think that their choice not to go necessarily as far as like reality would have been mm-hmm. was a smart choice. Yeah, because I think you would lose a big audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it already was. It was kind of an underdog in the Oscar season. Like it when it first came out, it was not. As beloved as I think it has become over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first Best Picture winner that's been <gasps> on the podcast. Whoa, I feel so special. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Again, I just have great taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's it. I mean, like, the movie itself is just fun. Like, I have a good time watching it every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, revenge stories are, that is a, like, uh, archetype story that i just always love mm. always love i love especially when it's a good one yeah. when there's some good lines like when he faces commodus for the first time and takes his mask off and gives that whole line of like i'm maximus decimus aurelius and i will have my revenge in this life for the next so good mm-hmm. i love when in revenge stories whenever they're able to call out like I'm going to fucking get you. Yeah, when bitch. the person has the declaration <laughs> yes. of like, this is who I am, this, this is who wronged me, uh-huh. I'm going to fuck shit up. I love that. I love it. Yeah. Especially when there's a twist. Like, I, I remember being shocked that he died at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that was a huge deal. Because I, I did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. I was so, so mad yeah. at Commodus for stabbing him. Like, I was, when I was, my, probably not the first time I watched it on TV, but when I was old enough to really process truly what was going on, because I remember being confused by the end the first time I watched it. I don't think I was quite able to, like, put together how it all, like, fit. Yeah. Um, so the first time it finally clicked for me, I was, like, shaking with anger at him of, like, you cheating, stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. I you. I hope you die. Yeah. I hope you die. See, when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's so smart. That's awful. I was like, that's so smart. That is, that is not who you're supposed to be reading <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> you know what? I think because because I also love a revenge story. Yeah, yeah. But 
the revenge stories I like mm-hmm. are the weird, cunning, breaking the rules. I don't want to say feminine version of revenge, but I'm going to talk shit about this person. Less straightforward. Like, yeah, like I, Amadeus yeah. is like the best. Yes. And he basically just runs Amadeus ragging until yes. he dies of pneumonia. Correct. That's like sneaky way to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And I think those are my, my favorite revenge where it's like you don't even know that I was That I'm doing this the whole time. And it's like nobody even knows that yeah. I stabbed him. And that's what makes it so, I'm like, you're, you're so real for that one, Commodus. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. I even now on this rewatch, I was like, "You rotten son of a bitch!" Yeah. You stupid piece of shit. But it also, you know, completely <laughs> makes sense plot wise. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. There's no possible way. Yeah. He would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if he didn't do that, he would have he would immediately lost. <laughs> yes. Immediately. Yes. Um. <laughs> so. Talking about reasons why you like this movie. Yes. You said your favorite performance was Joaquin Phoenix. Correct. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's, he's incredible. Yeah. I read a story of like how, because um, it was still fairly early in his career. I mean, I know he's been acting. This was like his, I feel like, transition era from being a child actor. I agree. I, that's how I've always kind of viewed I don't know if that's the actual truth, but how I view it is like, this is your next like uh, step up into... Yeah. I don't know, the next iteration of who you are as a performer, this is it. This is the thing, the next... Oh, he was in Quills the same year. That was also not... Quills? Yeah. That, I've never seen that movie, but it seems um, pretty disgusting because it's about... It's about Marquis de Sade. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, in prison, is it I good? believe. Uh, like how some people... of them were nominated for Oscars. Okay. The, the movie itself was not nominated didn't, didn't for Oscars, okay. but um, yeah. So he was in two uh, like Oscar contender movies in the same year. Yeah. In this specific point in mm-hmm. his career, like his his I, comeback. Kind yeah, of. I do think because it was before that really weird where he grew the beard out. What was that you were? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. it was like a mockumentary type of thing and people thought he was going crazy, but it ended up being for like a mockumentary. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Let me pull up his filmography. It's I'll like, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not really there or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, and everyone thought he was just losing his mind. But you it was were never, really, re- you were never really here? I think so. No, nope. Way. That's, that's wrong. That's actually a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He won't get far on foot. Me? No, no, no. It was uh, much older than that. It was like early 2000s. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe I'm actually going crazy. It looks like I am. Maybe it wasn't an thinking, actual movie. I don't know. I just remember press. is there a movie with him, or maybe I'm thinking of Casey Affleck, where all that shit went down? I don't know. I think I'm, now I feel like I'm going crazy. I think I know what you're talking about, though. So, all that is to say, though, is that I do think that this was, like, an a point in his career. Like, if someone was to write a biography, it'd be like, this is where who we think of Joaquin Phoenix now, this is his, the birth. I'm still here! It, it is it. it is him and Casey Affleck. What year was that? 2010. 2010. Mockumentary parody oh. film directed by Casey Affleck, written by Affleck yeah. and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, they're both in it. Okay. And I... Yeah. This this was the movie where Affleck like harassed somebody. It was like actually bad. Yes. That's what I remember reading. I didn't realize it was 2010. That's much later than I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Um, so, but anyway, mm-hmm. he's great. He's amazing. He's incredible. I can't, like, I can't say enough about this performance. Yeah. Um, but there was a story because it was still pretty early for him. Um, if like, he was like, I need you. He went to, um, uh, 
Russell Crowe was like, I need you to like actually rough me up before the scene. Like I need that help because he was just so anxious about the scene. Yeah. And instead, it was it was um, early on in the movie. It was one of the first scenes uh, in the movie that they were shooting. And um, it was Russell Crowe and fucking Richard Harris as Marcus Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Um, they both took him and got him, like, fucking drunk. Like, Aww. pissed. Like, absolutely pissed. And to calm him down. And then they did the scene while That's he was great. Drunk. It was really good. I love that. Um, That's also very gentle because... Um, at this point, it hadn't been like overdone at that point, but God, you hate hearing about people like that. They're yeah. like, I need to be really in it. Punch me. Hit me. God, Hit me. shut up. It literally, like, he went to Russell Crowe, and then Russell Crowe went to Richard Harris, who they hadn't worked with each other before, mm-hmm. but they became really fast friends. Mm. Some, somehow, they just, like, really clicked. Yeah. Um, and so Russell was like, Richard, what do I do with this kid? What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? And Richard's like, I know what to do. <laughs> Got him drunk. Dumbledore himself. Oh, so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Colton did not know that. Just made that like realization. The, like the OG Dumbledore. First two, I think. Yeah. Before he died. Oh, I didn't. Correct. Well, I mean, that goes to show how much I know or care about Harry Potter. Truly. Yeah. Really, truly. Yeah, he's in the. He's the first two. Wow. And then he died. And then I they replaced him. Hadn't realized. Yeah. I hadn't realized. Yep. Wow, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Good for him. Um, yeah, everyone's everyone's great, really good. I think the standout is Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I also really like Connie Nielsen yeah. a lot. Um, I think because she was like the only female character, she is the only female character mm-hmm. with actual lines and like any connection to the plot. Mm-hmm. I think she did really good Yeah, with what she was given. And I, I think it was more than expected. Yeah. Than you would expect for a woman in a male forward show like or movie like this, yeah. Uh, like, which so I like that one that it exists, and then two, I think she just did a really good job. And I feel like I read somewhere once that it was not as big of a role to begin with, and then they started shooting, and she was just so good that they were like, "We're expanding this, we're expanding this role to be more more prevalent." I don't know I how true that is. I believe that though because I want to say to Roger Ebert did not like this movie, and he was like, "But." But Connie she Nelson. was amazing. She's great. Yeah, I don't. He did not like this movie. Yeah, me, me and Ebert. I love the guy. Me and Ebert, best friends. Best friends. <laughs> Still, actually, he, he hated Wet Hot American Summer. So he hate. There's a lot of stuff that when you look back and you're like, really, one one star or no stars? Like, come on, bud. <laughs> Nobody can be right all the time. Nobody can be right all the time. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone's great. Russell's great. Joaquin's great. Connie's great. Um, Oliver Reed. Yeah. He died before they were done shooting the movie. Which, by the way, so I saw that, and then I also saw in the IMDb trivia, because something, when I did this rewatch of the movie, mm-hmm. when they have Russell Crowe battle the big giant guy at the end where the Joaquin's end. like, this is finally going to do him in. Mm-hmm. I was like, they should have had him battle Proximo. Like, sure. that would have been so good. And that was originally that was supposed, to was supposed to happen. And then Alvary died. Yes. So, God, do I have the mind of a screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool. It... From what I heard, he was kind of, like, not great to work with. Um, very temper tantrumy, And mm-hmm. him and Russell did not get along mm-hmm. at all. Um, how much of that is owed to, like, maybe he... I don't well, want to say Russell Crowe was, like, an infamous... Also dick. Yeah. Big dick. I mean, to be fair, he was... To be fair, look, he's Australian. He's a guy. <laughs> to be fair, he's a dude. 
Um, like, boys will be boys. He was he was still fairly young too, and this was early on in his career, and he was getting so much buzz and all this stuff. Like I think it just went to his head, and since then, I feel like I've heard more stories of him being a lot cooler. Well, yeah, I mean, he was arrested a couple times, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. So I think he mm-hmm. it got to a point where he had to fucking chill out, otherwise he wouldn't have had a career. Like like now that he's in his like old man era, mm-hmm. post Javert. Yes, correct, correct. <laughs> oh my god. What a movie. What a film. <laughs> um, <laughs> after that, I feel like I've just heard stories of him just being like a cool uncle, basically. Like that's yeah. the vibe that he is now. Yeah. Which is good to hear. He got on Xanax, it sounds like. <laughs> um, good for him. Do you have a least favorite performance in this movie? Um, the child. The kid. <laughs> the kid. I, don't, I really don't want to give him too much shit because he's a kid. So who knows... I feel like we have, like, three great child actors, and that's it. Haley Joel Osment. Of this era? Well, I don't know about thi- this era. Well, this would be Haley Joel Osment. This is, 99 was Sixth Sense, right? I believe so. Yeah. So, Haley Joel Osment. Love him. Um, Dakota Fanning? Y- uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Was I Am Sam, like, 2003? Something like that. Yeah. Because of Dixie. <laughs> Love it. That's Anna Sophia Robb. Oh, shoot. Well, I to be fair, I always got them confused, so that trend continues. <laughs> they look the same. Oh, because they're women. They're blonde. Because they're girls. Because they're blonde. <laughs> well, maybe just one. Maybe just those two then. Because I'm trying to think of anyone else from that era. I was thinking of the kid from ET, but that was like in the '80s. So yeah, and also, did he do anything else? Um, not a, maybe not as a kid, but he grew, he did um some Netflix stuff, TV shows. He did uh, Haunting of Hill House. I didn't know that. I didn't know he had a career after E.T. Anyway. 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 The, so, yeah, my least favorite performance, I guess, is the kid. But is that's, Spencer that's Treat Clark. Correct. But that's not fair to him, so I retract that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is great. I think I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I Joaquin Phoenix is my fave. And I also don't know that I have, because other than the main couple people, mm-hmm. a lot of the people just have one line. They just have nothing to do. And it's and, hard to fuck and up. And I guess that is another thing it just irritates me more and more about the movie every time i watch it I'm like you have Derek jacoby yeah give him something to do yeah it's Derek jacoby who's the guy with the eyebrows oh god um this has nothing to do with his performance but that might be least favorite performance of mine because i'm like cut those babies <laughs> well, i think that was done on purpose no um i don't know who it took that me is. out of the movie I don't know who that is. <laughs> There is. I couldn't um, focus on what he was saying. The the traitor that uh, sells Russell Crowe, sells Maximus and all, all the other slaves to Proximo. Mm-hmm. Um, he have you seen the Mummy with Brendan Fraser? Once a long time. Okay, so you probably won't know this, but that guy that also so sold Proximo the queer giraffes, which is a weird joke. Also, like <laughs> what a weird joke. <laughs> so weird. Comes out of nowhere and then is immediately dropped. In, like, it's weird. Whatever. Um, he is in the mummy and he's the guy that picks out the scarab, the gold scarab beetles and starts plucking them out of the wall. And then they all come alive. They crack out of their golden casing and they crawl under his skin and you just see all these lumps <gasps> in his skin. Same guy. Wow. It hit on this rewatch. I was like, wait a second. I know this guy. Wait, and I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's the, it's the, beet- it's a beetle guy. Beetle skin. Guy. It's the beetle guy <laughs> from the mummy. Gave me nightmares. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, um, so do you have a favorite part? Is it that first battle? No, it's not the first battle. It's, I think it would have to be, I mean, the first Coliseum battle. Yeah. Yes. That's the one where they do the reenactment. The war. Hannibal. That's what it is. Okay. It's Hannibal. 
bringing it back to Hannibal. <laughs> Fan of the opera, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would think that that's my favorite sequence mm-hmm. in the movie. It, it's one of the best action sequences genuinely, I think, put on film. And it's I feel like people might not think about it in that way because it is such a historical movie, too. Like, you don't think... You think of action, you don't think necessarily chariots and stuff yeah but i think it's so well done it's so well shot it is a great action set piece in and of itself but it also is a way to propel the story forward Mm -hmm. of the underdogs and showing him as like he is a good leader like he's a good leader he knows what he's doing is a good tactician to show like he will be able to get revenge and this is the moment too where he gets to call out that revenge that whole sequence i think is genuinely amazing yeah and like if you don't if you choose not to watch the movie just youtube that sequence it's great it's great when is it immediately before that scene when does is it proximo that says this one of the people says to him like give the audience what they want that's proximo yeah yeah is that right before that scene pretty much i don't think it's directly right before it but so proximo basically all the out outer gladiator areas are being called into the Coliseum because Commodus is bringing back the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when Proximo first really talks to him and is like, I see you're amazing. You're mm-hmm. great. You just got to learn how to win the crowd and that's how you get what you want because Rome is a mob. Mm-hmm. And you, if you control the mob, you control Rome. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time he gives that speech. And then he kind of reiterates it again once they get into Rome. Yeah. Um, and and a little bit before that battle, he's basically is like, remember, give them what they want. Give yeah. them a show. Don't just do it. Give them a show. It was, it was razzle dazzle coded. <laughs> razzle dazzle. <laughs> That's literally what I thought of when he was like, get the crowd on your side. I was like, Did you imagine the old razzle dazzle? <laughs> broke into razzle dazzle. Give them the old. You know, razzle dazzle. I think if there had been more sequins, I <laughs> would have been on it. board right. with the film. Um, <laughs> What's your least favorite part? Or- Honest, honestly, the opening sequence. Yeah. That battle, because of the cinematography, that's where I think it is the worst offender when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. It's just muddy and dark. Like, it's cool, some of the practical stuff, like with the fire and the mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, that's cool. But it's also like, who are these people they're fighting? Yeah. Really, why? It's just kind of unclear. It's just an. It's just a big, bold way to start the movie. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But I feel like the movie doesn't start really getting interesting until after the battle is done and Commodus and um, her, his sister show up. Yeah. Like, when they get there, that's really when it's like, okay, things are getting juicy now. I Completely like agree. Mm-hmm. I think that might also be my least favorite part. Maybe tied with the battle he has with the big hulking guy that I can't even remember that name. <laughs> doesn't matter yeah <laughs> the does. guy that they're like this is the baddest boss of all mm-hmm. and then they fight and of course he wins mm-hmm. i was like well he's gonna win so i i truly was like can i fast forward to the end of this fight it didn't feel super exciting to me i there were I tigers agree. involved i, I guess I, again i think that comes down to like what they had planned sounded way yeah. more exciting and they just did the best they could yeah i think that's what it is completely mm-hmm. um my favorite part mm-hmm if Honestly, you don't have one, it's okay. Well, no, no, <laughs> okay. I do. I I have a lot of parts that are tied. Really, it's just anytime Joaquin Phoenix is yeah. being disgusting. Yeah. So when he kills his dad, I really liked that scene a lot. And he's crying, and he's like, "You should have loved me." And he smothers his dad in his chest. That's it's, compelling. It's great because his dad gets on his knees. 
the line oh my god and it's it, like i'm sorry he the line that gets me every time and i actually like get emotional listening to it he's like all your failings as a son are my failings as a father oh yeah <laughs> what yeah oh my god i i think that's the thing for this movie is like if i could just watch all of those scenes yeah i would be completely content fun fact that's the scenes that john logan wrote <laughs> Like he wrote a lot of the dialogue stuff, especially yeah. for Commodus. Like That's he was the, stuff the writer. Yeah. That hits hardest. Mm-hmm. And call me out in the comments. <laughs> the scenes where he's being so creepy to his sister. Yeah. So the scene where he like lays down with her and puts his fingers in her mouth. I I it achieved what it was supposed to achieve. I was like, ooh, my god, yeah. my skin was crawling. Yeah. It was so and yeah. you know what, actually? I also love the scene too where he figures out because of Lucius that his sister has turned on him mm-hmm. and he's holding Lucius like mm-hmm. on his lap and mm-hmm. he's like using this veiled parable yeah. to be like, don't fuck with me, sister. I yep. will kill it's your great. child. It's great. Yeah. It's perfect. Cause he's again saying it with tears welling up in his eyes. Mm-hmm. He's like so manic and scary mm-hmm. and unhinged mm-hmm. while being physically still I mean, yeah. Small, just... a, a slight guy too. Like he's a smaller guy. Yeah. It's it's a really impressive role. He's and a really, really impressive yeah. He's really good at being terrifying. And and I I think under lesser a lesser performer, it could have been way over the top because it it is written in a way to be way over the top because he chooses to hold to try and and be the stoic cuz he he wants to be the stoic yeah. like Maximus is and Maximus is really good at that mm-hmm. because he he lives it daily as mm-hmm. a soldier he so he knows it in his bones and his blood and Commodus wants to be that so bad but he can't so it's leaking it's like physically leaking out of him it's an amazing performance he's too emotional he can't he just emotional. can't be a stoic that's it's why I great. love him because I hate stoicism. Oh my gosh! And he can't do it, and I'm like, I can my fix boy. it. <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I also just think Joaquin Phoenix is hot I mean, yes, more than correct. Russell Crowe. I don't think Russell Crowe is like hot necessarily. I think he's male gaze. I don't know, Anna, my my girlfriend. She was like, "Wow, he's so attractive." Really? Yeah. Because she just was kind of like seeing little bits as I was watching and at one point she was like wow he's so young he, wow he's like really handsome yeah interesting yeah I don't I'm, know that I've ever thought Russell Crowe was like oh I think I think he's very attractive maybe in Les Mis <laughs> <laughs> when he when he sings <laughs> stars and is about to jump off that when he oh. takes that fucking oh in a beautiful mind yeah yeah. With the glasses? I think that's what it is. I just don't... The, the roided out version of him, like, is off-putting to me and, and uh, not attractive to me. You know what? It's interesting that you say roided out, that you use that. Because that was something I noticed on this one of, like, man, early 2000s, men could just look, like, normal jacked. Yeah. I mean, he looks jacked, but yeah. like But not a unachievable. Jacked, a jacked person you would meet in real life. Yeah. Like, not someone that's, like... Yeah, I have a personal trainer working me out. Not Hugh Jackman. Scary. Well, but like Hugh Jackman, early 2000s, the first X-Men movie, is it looks like a normal, attainable body. Mm -hmm. But then by the time he does the last one, it's like, who can achieve this besides someone that is only dedicated to doing this? Yes. Uh, It's just interesting. I'm just like, I wish that this was still more of a thing. I know. Maybe it'll swing back. I hope so. You never know. Times times change. It's all the Marvel shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
before we like start wrapping up and everything, what other like things or observations or, or notes did you bring? Things that you feel like you um, need see. to let talk me, about with this movie. Let me look through here. Um, we've done this. We've done all that. Um, no, I think we've kind of touched everything uh, that I was I planned on talking about. Yeah, that's that's about it. Something that I wrote in my notes is. The scene where he's eating with his pals. I want more of that. Oh, at the campground when they were like, what are you going to do? Is that what you're talking it's about? It's him and the slaves. Oh, oh, where he was like checking because he's like worried that he's going to be poisoned because yeah, I think he's made so. an enemy. Yeah. And he comes back with the soup and one of them, the big guy that sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger takes and like sips it. And then he's like, yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. Laughing. That is a great moment it yeah a great moment. I, I was like i want this to be about him and his friends well and that i think that goes back to my whole thing of like i give jaiman hansu and that other guy i don't really know who that is yeah um, me neither it's he's <laughs> from this movie that's what i know him as yeah it's from this movie um but give him and, and jaiman hansu more to do with maximus yeah make it a trio make it a thing of their and that would make it all the more satisfying at the end when they have the whole uprising that yeah. they're all involved with yes it would make it like oh my boys my team mm-hmm. one of them dies yeah he dies they die for him for him not that that it was already like compelling like he felt bad yeah. but it would have been even more so if we had seen them be bros and, and in the end i don't it wasn't for not because in the end he gets his revenge but it's he dies for he would didn't succeed maximus did not succeed in the thing that he specifically his life was ended mm-hmm. for yeah because it was a trap right um which is like oh, that's so sad anyway yeah that i agree that was a great scene and i, I wish there was more moments like that purely to give someone like Jamin Hansu more to do because he's great. Yeah, and I think that that might just be a subjective thing for me that sometimes movies like this, I almost wish like most of the battles could be cut in half mm. and have one maybe longer one that's sure. like super impressive sure. and then fill the rest of it with more scenes. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of action movies though, right? Like yeah. that's just how they operate. Yeah. For the most part. Not to say that that's the only way to do, but it's just consistently that's yeah. how it is. By the script, mm-hmm. by the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, the color grading on this film is interesting. Very it 2000s. Is. Yes, it is. Sure is. Yeah. And that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> there are some moments where I'm like, oh, blue. So blue. <laughs> why is why, why did everything get to be oh, blue? Oh, we're in the Coliseum? Oh, yellow. Yellow. Oh. oh. <laughs> Wait, is this a burnt? Umber now? Whoa. <laughs> they're going crazy. Um, that You know what? That is a thing. The CGI in it, I think, is impressive for the time. Yeah. Because it's, it's, there's only certain moments where you It like, wasn't super noticeable. Because no, the Coliseum is mostly CGI. And you would not know that watching yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Most of it is CGI. Yeah. Um, I think because Ridley... I want to say I watched an interview or something where he was like... I don't like CGI that much because it's not quite there yet. Like, mm-hmm. we're still working on it. So I'm going to try and do my movies as as realistic and practical as possible until it catches up mm-hmm. with what we want to do and what how we want to make it look. Because this was pre-Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And Lord of the Rings was, like, the, the series, the movies that I think really showed this is what you can do with CGI. Is that the first mocap no. character? I don't think so. 
I think it might be the first significantly mocap character, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think it's the first first one. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might be getting it confused with the stained glass night from the Young Indiana Jones series because that's the first C- fully CGI character. Mm. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't. I because I know. I mean, obviously, it was like a, a really early technology, but I really don't know if mo mocap was used on anything pre Lord of the Rings. It. It could be the the thing that made it a standard. Like, I I would easily say after those movies, um, that became much much more present in films mm-hmm. using mocap. Um, when I googled I'm, it, it gave me some bullshit answer of like the first <laughs> person to do it, but yeah. like it's not in a movie, you know? Sure. I yeah I I don't know. That's a good question for another time. Yeah, for another time. <laughs> um, but but so pre Lord of the Rings, I feel like. The CGI that we have seen in movies, sometimes it's like, ooh, this looks super dated. Like, I still like the movie, but the CGI is yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that in this movie where they had the budget, mm-hmm. they could have done that, that they chose not to. Yeah. Or to, to utilize it minimally. I can only think of, like, one other big movie that has a more compelling scene mm-hmm. in the Coliseum. Do you know what movie I'm going to say? No. Um, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should have fucking known. I should have fucking known it was going to be some bullshit thing like that. You have seen that no. movie. Wait, really? Lizzie, Ma- Lizzie McGuire's for girls. <laughs> I did not watch Lizzie McGuire. That was for it girls. It has an Emmy winner, Alex Borstein, actually. Good for her. <laughs> that That's Lois from Family Guy, right? Isn't, so. isn't that yes. Lois? Yeah. yeah, she's in, you know, Maisel. She won for that. Again, I haven't, I haven't watched. That's for girls. Me neither. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Lizzie McGuire, indeed does a concert at the Coliseum and in go well, ahead, go ahead. Go so ahead. in theater school mm-hmm. in theater history when mm-hmm. we were learning about the Coliseum please don't me and all my friends were like is this a thing and so I raised my hand and I was like do is the Coliseum open for like concerts and performances because in the movie she performs a pop concert there like in the actual Coliseum. in the Coliseum mm-hmm. and I asked my teacher, is the Coliseum open for like performances and stuff like that? Do they do performances or is it only just like touristy ruins? Like they don't do stuff in, there anymore. And he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, no, it's just ruins because yeah. they don't want to destroy it further. Yeah. And he was like, why? <laughs> Did you have to sit there and explain to him? I was like, well, in the Lizzie McGuire movie, <laughs> she, perf- she performs there. I just wanted to know, like, if that could be true or, like, possible in any way. And to his credit, he was like, oh, no. <laughs> he didn't completely. I, as kill soon me. as the words Lizzie McGuire <laughs> would have left, if I was the teacher and the words Lizzie McGuire at the Coliseum <laughs> left a student's mouth, I'd be like, stop, stop, stop. Leave my classroom. You're done. Get out of here. You've immediately failed this entire class. Goodbye. <laughs> I will be honest with you, though, that movie, and I'm not just saying, like, you've seen The Parent Trap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's on par with that in terms sure. of... It, it's one of those, I never... It's, like, I, good. I never watched the show. Yeah. Because it was, quote, unquote, for girls, and, mm-hmm. you know, when you're that young, you buy into that type of bullshit. Yeah. Although I watched plenty of girls, girls media, too, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, um, but I just never was interested in that one, mm-hmm. and so... It's not a series that I've wanted to go back to and watch because I 
don't care. Mm-hmm. And so then why would I watch the movie? Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm going to find some reason at some point. <laughs> my next birthday. I'm pretty sure also the Coliseum, like the floor of the main like area is gone. Like you see like all the catacombs. So how would she even have a concert? Okay. <laughs> All right. Disney really didn't think hard with that one. They were like, wouldn't that be cool <laughs> if she performed there? pretty neat idea. <laughs> I-, I would go to a Lizzie McGuire concert. <laughs> uh, any, other, any other final things on Gladiator? Um, I'm sorry. I know it wasn't for you. As soon as I was said that this is the choice, I'm like, no, Madeline's you know not going to love it. That's fine because it's... I, I think this is a movie that... I'm glad that I revisited it yeah. because I did enjoy it more mm-hmm. than I did on mm-hmm. the first viewing. And maybe it's because I my expectations were hampered a bit. Sure, because you kind of already saw it. Yeah, so, yeah. and I, I knew what parts that I would be like, oh, I don't care about the battles or whatever. But yeah. I was like, anytime Joaquin Phoenix was on screen, I was like... Zoned in. Yeah, yeah I knew that I need to pay attention. Yeah. Ooh, I get sucked in. Love. Yeah, um, no, I, I it's... Even though it's not within my top 100, that does not mean it's a bad movie by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's great. Watching it again, I'm like, this still holds up. Like, it's mm-hmm. I, if you're into action films, mm-hmm. and especially if you also like the history part of it too, it's a great movie. Like, it's it's easy to watch. It's easy to follow. It's highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I, the score is super fun too. We didn't really talk. Is it about, Hans Zimmer. It's Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a moment in the movie. If you really listen, I'll show you the track after we're done recording. <laughs> it's the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. What? It's straight up the same. It's the same. Wow. It's straight up the same. And it's because, fun fact. Why am I saying this at the end of the podcast? Fun fact. So Hans Zimmer had an assistant that was helping him with Gladiator. And then he was hired to start doing work on Pirates, which was two years away? When was Black Pearl? Was that 2001 or 2003? I know it was early 2000s. Um, Either either way, Hans was hired to start working on music for Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. 2003. 2003. Okay, thank you. Um, And so he sent his assistant over to start working on it. The assistant just ripped off some of the music that he was helping with Gladiator and put it on Pirates. And by the time that Hans was over, he was like, that's fine. It's just different enough. It's fine. And so that's how that happened. I will show you the track and you're going to be wow. I do like completely agree with that though. Like I was, I was just talking to somebody about like writing music and Mm -hmm. writing original music Mm -hmm. And it seemed so mysterious to them. And I was like, I'll be honest, like almost all music is just interpolating other yeah. stuff oh, to some degree. Especially, and so, I feel like film composers, yeah. especially the ones that work on a shit ton of stuff like mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer, yeah. you just reiterate a lot of different things and do it with different sounding instruments. So the, the tones are different and maybe change a little bit of the rhythm or whatever. But it, And it serves its purpose. It does. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I used to be mad about it when I was a big idiot snob. I remember saying... Who's like, never written a score in his fucking life. Correct. <laughs> and doesn't even know how to even start uh-huh. to write one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would say, like, Hans Zimmer sucks because he, re- he reuses the same music. And no one else does that. And then someone humbled me once. It was like, I'm going to give you... Because they asked me, like, which, who's your favorite composer? And I was like, Howard Shore, because he did Lord of the Rings. And it's amazing. <laughs> And then I think he played me something from Warhorse that he also did. And uh-huh. I was like, 
Oh my god, it's the Lord of the Rings song. Oh my god. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Is Howard Shore still your favorite? No. He's up there though. Mm-hmm. I still I but the thing is is he's up there solely because of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Some of his other stuff I don't I really don't dig. Yeah. I like very rarely do I get like really amped up about score or mm-hmm. like competitive about who should have won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like Johnny Greenwood for me is he's somebody great. who always oh has God. yet to win. No, he's not one. And I don't even think he was nominated for There Will Be Blood. Which is kind of... That's kind of crazy. Well, to be fair, that was so early on. Like, I don't know if people were ready for him. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that might have been one of his first big things. But, um, yeah, it's like every year that he doesn't win, I I get madder and madder. When he didn't win for Power of the Dog, I was like, this whole thing's a racket. Because it was the best one. Yeah. It was, was like, object... I feel like the most objective you can be when it comes to Oscar categories, it feels like the music one. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that feels the way to me, but that's the one that feels the most objective, even though it's still very subjective. Mm -hmm. And that is objectively, that was the best one of the year. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Um, Yeah. He's he's great. I really like Atticus Ross. Mm. um, And, um, oh my God, why am I blinking on his partner? Trent Reznor. Thank you. Yes. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Another surprising one, like Johnny, of just like, really? You guys? Yeah. Make banger film scores? Okay. It's crazy. Good. Some of the best film composers. I mean, like fucking Danny Elfman, you know? Anyone, I think it's just anyone that knows how to play with music. And yeah. I feel like just the, all of them, they just know how to mess with music. Yeah. It doesn't matter what genre, they're just mu- musicians at heart. Mm-hmm. And they just, anyway, this is not about Gladiator really, but. <laughs> Um, the score for Gladiator is very good. I yes. Really, I really like it. I think I saw on the IMDb trivia, it's like the best-selling. It is. Yeah. It is the best-selling uh, soundtrack like of all time, That's I believe. crazy. Yeah. It's also Lisa Gerard um, helped with Hans Zimmer. She's the woman that has all, a lot of the vocals. Okay. I was so curious she, about... She is her own... She's also a composer, and she worked with Hans Zimmer a, a lot on the vocal stuff, mm-hmm. specifically. Okay. Enough to where she got her own credit, like... The soundtrack is credited to him and her. Interesting. Well, this was wonderful talking about Gladiator. Yeah, this was two hours. <laughs> what the fuck? Basically. Yeah, we're at 138. Wow. <laughs> it's fine. Um, my final question that I always ask. Yes. What is a contemporary movie that you think would make for a good TV movie? I wrote down three. Okay. Hit me. <clears throat> I tried to keep it. So when you said contemporary, I was like, Gladiator to me is still pretty contemporary it's beginning of the century but i tried to keep it within the last um like 10 years Mm -hmm. just just thinking about Mm -hmm. it um and i got one from 16 17 and 18 great okay 2016 pop star never (laughs) stop never stopping i have never seen that (gasps) movie oh my god you gotta what what are you what i know that's like for you i know it's just something that, era. What are you doing? I know. I, I don't... Was that 2016? It was 2016. I know you were a little earlier than that with an SNL like that, but it's it's like... No, it was definitely... In your in your prime, yeah. I love SNL. I think at that point, mm-hmm. I was in my annoying... Still am. <laughs> in my annoying, like, oh, I'm alternative comedy. <laughs> like, in fact, SNL. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Andy Samberg is very much in my... Pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. I was working at a Renaissance festival that summer... And I drove 40 minutes from the Renaissance Festival in Nowheresville, upstate New York. It's called Oswego, was the town. 
and I drove 40 minutes to go watch this fucking movie. Incredible. I watched it twice in a day because this was also like Prime Movie Pass mm-hmm. before it got all fucked up. Yeah. And so I was able to see it twice in a day. It's so good. I I know that I will like it because also I've heard some of the songs. Mm-hmm. The I'm Not Gay one is from that, right? I'm not gay, but if I was, I would want equal rights. That was so good and so real. <laughs> It was so when I was home. Somehow Macklemore came up, okay. and my mom was like, "Yeah, what was that again?" And I had, I had to explain all of that to her. I was yeah. like, "Well, same love," and she was like, "What's that?" And mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Here's what happened." <laughs> all right, sit down, get it, get some coffee brewing. <laughs> we got a convo to have. That's a great. So, Pop Star is one. Yep. Um, I think that's a perfect TV movie, and I think it's a good entryway as someone that doesn't love comedies. I think it is a good entryway into like this is how you can do a really good modern comedy too of like talking about the modern times the yeah. times that we're in Topical. and still have it be genuinely funny it's interesting too because i would count hot rod which is probably like mm. i don't know seven years before that maybe yeah um hot rod was like a tv movie for me and my friends Fair so enough. that just that small amount of time i would Kitchen. i would call yeah because streaming had become kind of the dominant media form but that's that was the hard thing when i was thinking about these of like who what kid is gonna watch tv right now when they can just choose streaming that's why like this whole i like it makes me sad it is you know that's not a thing anymore because i mean the hard thing was narrowing down one movie because there were so many that it was fx sci-fi uh tnt amc just constant stuff constantly on and I just after school, just like what is playing, I'll watch this. E movies we love. I have to so bring good. it up in every episode. So good. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Reels channel? I think we've talked about this before. Reels. Reels. R-E-E-L-Z. Is that like, you know, channel ninety or something? I don't know. Some it was it's such a weird little thing and now they just do like um it's true not, crime. It's, it's like a yeah. Not, now that's all it is, is true crime stuff. But back in the mid 2000s, late 2000s. It's a high up movie channel that is not a premium channel. Correct. Like it's not HBO or Showtime. No. no. Yes. It was ne- it was around like TNT. Yeah. And that that's kind of where it was. But they had this like whole I loved it. They had this whole thing it was like dinner and a movie where they would give you like 20 minutes where they would make a recipe. I remember this. Yeah. So that's on the Reels channel. Oh. It was awesome. I love the Reels so channel. So cool. So I watched a lot of movies there too. Yeah. Um, anyways, it, so it is sad that to think about like some kids are never going to experience that because they can watch whatever they want at the touch of a screen. I also think too, when you have, you can watch whatever you want, you're not going to watch movies. So I don't know. There's just so many movies growing up that I never would have seen if they hadn't been on, if they hadn't been halfway through on TV. Right. Just like, fine, I'll watch it or whatever. I'll watch the last hour of this movie. Uh, (laughs) So the next one is from 2017. This one's kind of along the lines of Gladiator as far as, like, it got, it won awards, I think, it won Best Picture, I believe. In 2017? 2017. Moonlight? Nope. Shape of Water. Oh. I think it won Best Picture, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, I think that is another perfect, like, TV one of, like, it's interesting enough, it is, a, it's prestige picture, mm-hmm. um, which I think a lot of, the ones in my head, I have a lot of those, it's like, these won Oscars, mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time, but like, that was a thing, mm-hmm. um, or were nominated, or whatever, uh, and I feel like Shape of Water is a really good one. It might be too early right now for it to start playing on TV, like, 17 feels a little, not too... No, I think it... You th- okay. I yeah. actually think one time when I was home, it was playing on TV. 
Really? I think I've seen it that makes on me TV happy. at some point. It feels like a good TV movie. Yeah. And it's it, a simple enough story and to it's, follow. It's interesting, too. It's like an int- visually interesting because yeah. it's Del, Del Toro. Like, he's mm-hmm. just... It's one of those movies where I think about it of, like, this could have... This was a movie that if I would have seen it at the age that I saw a lot of these other movies, would have gotten me interested in movies. Mm, mm-hmm. And interested in, like, who's who maybe directed this? Who was the Who were these actors? What's this about? Yes. And push you further into exploring the medium and getting interested in it. Yes. That's what I think of when I think of Ship of Water. Um, is it's, like, it, it feels like a gateway film into being like, oh, whoa, movies are more than just Disney. Like, yes. it's more than Disney movies. And your first experience as a kid of, like, learning what the term auteur means, even, yeah. if, even if you don't know yeah. the term yet, your first experience with, like, seeing a movie by mm-hmm. an auteur, mm-hmm. it feels very eye-opening. There's, there's, I think it's one of those things, like, if you're a kid that is going to be into movies, this is the type of movie that you see just randomly playing, and you're like... Whoa, there's something about this I'm way more into. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Yes. Hopefully you have an adult in your life that can like help guide you more of like, oh hey, you really like this. Let's Yeah. Look at other stuff. Yes. Um, similar to it. So that's Shape of Water. That was the year of Michael Stuhlbarg. You remember that? It sure fucking was. He was in three best pictures. That was where I that's where I finally like put the name to the face and was like, This is Michael Stuhlbarg. I had seen other stuff before with yeah. him, but he was always like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. It's this guy that I've seen before. That was the year where I was like, no, I know his name. This is Michael Schulberg, and he's fucking incredible. He's so hot. Okay. We talked. <laughs> I, you know what? I knew this. I knew this about you. He is hot. <laughs> he's so hot. He is hot. Russell Crowe isn't, but he is. <laughs> All right. That okay. says a lot about me, listeners. It, it really, truly does. Uh, so, yeah. and then the last one is another one along Pop Star, which mm-hmm. is from 2018, Game Night. Again, I have not I know. seen. I know you haven't seen it because we talked about that. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Another yeah. one where it's like, it's not just a comedy. Mm-hmm. It is a very interesting, well crafted, well performed mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know I don't love comedies, and I have two of them on here. That's pretty bonkers, actually. I was um, not expecting you to bring in... I wasn't either. When two I was very silly comedies. Goofy. Yeah. Super goofy. Yeah, so those are those are it. I, I think it's... I don't know. All three of them feel like they are, ha, are above what the normal fare of the same genre, same type of movies that they are. Yeah. And in that way, it's they're all three, I think, interesting um, entry points into, like, I like movies mm-hmm. more than just entertainment. Yes. Um, that's that's kind of how I approach this. And I yeah. Like they're, they're interesting. They're all good. Like, this. I think the most important component of finding something that fits this question is something that you can watch at any point in the movie. Correct. And you will be engaged to yeah. some degree. You won't yeah. be completely lost. No. And any of these movies, I feel like you can pick up midstream and enjoy. Yeah, I agree. Solid. Mm-hmm. Great choices. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Did I, have I had the best choices? How did other people do? I just want I just want you to tell me I'm the best. <laughs> That's it. You you did not have my favorite choice so oh far that. What was your favorite choice? You can say this on air. It's okay. Don't be nervous about He's it. He's going to revel in this. Uh-huh. My friend Alex said Whiplash. Oh fuck that. That's a fucking good. Answer. <laughs> 
and it might just be because I was a band kid, oh and God. I fucking love that movie. No, that's also a good fucking answer. But, yeah. I didn't go back that far. Yeah, I think that that's like 2013, 2014 something or something. Like that. Yeah, so I, that was even right on the edge, but, yeah. That's but a I, good choice. You're, that is, I. who was it who said that? My friend Alex. Alex, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but these give that a run for it. Part of it is I haven't seen two of these, too. That's true. So. You're welcome. <laughs> I yeah, these those will have to get bumped up to the top of my my viewing list. Frankly, um, next time I feel like shit, I need to. If need I to ever if I ever tell you I I feel like shit or something, just be like, you remind watch, me. Watch these movies. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, before we go, mm-hmm. do you have anything that you want to plug? <laughs> now I feel weird. <laughs> um. Yeah. You, so. you fucking sellout. <laughs> Oh, tell us about your projects. Wait, what else are you working on right now? I literally ask you and I'm being a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to oh, talk about your projects? You're working on something? Oh, oh okay. Oh, tell me about it. You came over it. here on your own time to help me with something? Oh, you now you want to say what you're working on? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, I guess the only thing really I'll, I'll plug mm-hmm. um, is my, my sub stack, which you... How, do you read it? Yes. Every single post. Yeah. You don't, no one has to. I uh, do. I, thank you. It, it helps that you, I mean, you write about stuff that I care about. Sure. There are other, I have, yeah. <laughs> you have other friends that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because your, your sub, your main feed sub stack is about you going through all of the Disney movies. Correct. So I, so my sub stack, uh, it's called On the Butcher's Block. Um, it's a name I've had for a long time because my last name is Butcher. Isn't that funny? It's actually so Whoa. when you when you really break it down, it's actually so witty. It's so witty, the so, wittiest. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I the easiest thing that I do, I do a weekly recap of just like everything that I watch or read or play. Um, but I also the big thing I'm working on right now is going through all of the Walt Disney Animated Studios oeuvre. Um, it is a project I called the Oove Report. So witty again. Witty number two. Wow. Um, right? The last movie I watched was Lady and the Tramp. I'm working on writing it. That's going to be coming out hopefully this week. Hopefully. Uh, but we've done everything up until then. Um, and it's really been fun. It's a lot of research. Um, people seem to enjoy it, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, it's also made me really kind of reestimate how much I truly like Disney. Mm. It's interesting. Of just like, whoa, early Disney, they were act genuinely pioneers. It's kind of yeah. crazy what they were doing at the time yeah. comparatively to everything else. So, so far, that's my biggest takeaway from this project. Um, but yeah, that's that's Substack. Yes. On the Butcher's Block. Um, well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the pod and this talking so about Gladiator. Fun. Yeah. A- any parting words? Listen, I know you're not into stoicism, but you really need to give it a shot. <laughs> Put those feelings away, baby. Don't feel nothing. I went to acting school. I can't stop feeling. I can't stop. It's my training. It's my training. <laughs>